All right, good evening. Let's go ahead and turn to Psalms chapter 23. Yeah, that was a good song, amen? In Noah's day, they, they laughed at him for 120 years. Didn't know what, what he was building the ark for. It says that he preached to him. And uh, one day, the first raindrop came down, and they started to panic. And uh, the Bible says that God shut Noah in that ark. And, um, you know, he, he kept his word, and Noah was faithful. It says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And, um, you know, it, God's kept his promises all through his word. There's, there's no reason for us to doubt why he wouldn't come and get us in the rapture. Amen. And uh, I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. And you want a blessing. You read about the New Jerusalem for the Christian, and uh, you'll, you'll get a blessing out of that. Um, Psalms chapter 23, um, pastor asked me to preach right after the service this morning. Um, and I had company. I was a little, uh, you know, the Bible says to be instant in season and out of season. Right now I'm a little out of season. Um, but, uh, but no, I, this is something the Lord's been laying on my heart. And, um, you know, I'm just going to do, do my best here. Don't have a lot of notes. Probably won't be too long tonight. But um, Psalms chapter number 23. And uh, this, is, um, this is a passage that uh, is very popular even to the unsaved um, you know, you go to a funeral, you're going you're gonna to hear Psalms 23 recited or, or on, the, um, on the papers that's given out or anything like that. Um, and I think what the problem is, is uh, we, get, we get numb to these kind of uh, passages because we hear it so much. But uh, this is a great passage of Scripture. And uh, if you, you know, just looking at the, the blessings that you could find in it, I, I, you know, Dave, David's a little bit older here. And um, he's, he's lived his life, and he's seen the providence of God, and he's, he's been through some things with God. He's walked with him. And um, here in Psalms chapter 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley... Of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Brother Tom Lynch, will you pray for us tonight? Amen. You may be seated. Um, simply, the message is titled, The Lord is My Shepherd. And it's good to know that God is your shepherd. And that's the first point I want to uh, uh, draw from this passage tonight is the personal relationship that comes. Uh, David's not just uh, giving another name for God. He's not just saying, well, God is this and God is that. No, he's saying the Lord is my shepherd. That's a personal thing. 
And uh, it's good to know that God, that Jesus Christ is my shepherd. It's good to know that I'm, uh, that I'm in his flock. And uh, go over to John chapter 10. Keep your finger in Psalms 23. But we'll go over to John 10. All right, John chapter 10. And we'll start in verse number 1. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own, uh, his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice." And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they, uh, uh, from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. It says here, go, go over to uh, verse number 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say, unto, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in... He shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. And I remember a time, uh, July 18th in 2007, where I found that door. I, I realized it was Jesus Christ, and I went, I went in through the door, and I felt saved. Um, and, and it, you know, it's not all about a feeling, but you go in, you know, the Bible says that you're going to, uh, it says here, uh, verse number 10, The thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. I felt life that day. Amen. And um, it, it's, it's a blessing to know that we're in his hand. And, and go a little bit further down in verse 11. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. That personal relationship, again, it, he, he died for you. You know, the Bible says he died for the sins of the whole world. He said, I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. And um, But at the same time, it's still, if you were the only person on this planet... When Jesus Christ came and died on the cross, he would have died for you. And um, that, that's a good feeling. It's good to know that you're loved. It's good to know that you're, you're uh, with Jesus Christ and that you have a home in glory uh, waiting for you. But he said here in verse number 12, But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and, and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. And you know what? The, the devil wants to destroy this church. You know, he sees that there's, there's a work going on here. He sees other Bible-believing churches going on, uh, you know, having their services, and, and the Lord's getting glorified and, and uh, getting lifted up. And, and the devil wants nothing more than to scatter the sheep. He wants nothing more than to destroy. It says, I, the, the thief cometh to uh, steal and to kill and to destroy. And that's all the devil wants to do tonight. If he could have his way, he'd destroy this work. He'd destroy uh, you personally. Um, but, but we have a good shepherd, amen? It says here in verse number 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. You know, he knows you tonight. It's good to know him. It says in verse 15, As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This isn't a, this isn't a complicated message tonight. Um, you know, and it's something that I, I feel that... Um, 
as Christians, sometimes, just like has been preached the last few weeks and at a revival, is we, we like to look for these big doctrinal things in the Word of God, and we like to get all these new insights to the Scriptures. And those are cool when the Lord uh, reveals things to you, and, but sometimes it's good just to reflect on the things that you already know. And uh, just, and we'll get into that in a little bit. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. But uh, as the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I, I lay down my life for the sheep and praise God that he did that. Uh, that cross belonged to me. That cross belonged to you. And uh, he took our sins and he gave you his righteousness. And uh, that's what we call the, the doctrine of imputation where he gives you that righteousness. And that's a blessing um, that we have his righteousness. And it's un, unmerited. We didn't, we didn't do anything to deserve it. Um, but he says here, and other sheep have I, in verse number 16, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. You know what, that, that's, the, that's the Gentile. That's us. And, uh, you know, and we could apply these things that we just read. Obviously, he's talking, you know, the sheep in this passage are primarily is Israel and his people. Um, but, it's, but it's just a blessing when he, he uh, fits verses in right here. To, uh, you know, other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them I also must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd, and he's bringing us all together. Obviously, he's not, he's not completely done with Israel, but for this time period that which we're in, and, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, whosoever will, let him come, and uh, that's a blessing. Um, and then here, go down and uh, look at verse, verse number 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. You know what? You've got eternal security of the sheep here. And uh, you, know, you, you ever talk to someone about losing salvation or whatnot? This is a great passage to use. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm trying not to teach tonight or anything like that. Um, but... But that eternal security, you know, no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. The Bible says that you're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't jump out of his hand. You're, you're part of it. And uh, it's just a blessing. Go back to uh, Psalm chapter 23. But you know what we are tonight? We're sheep. Amen? We're sheep. And uh, sometimes sheep could be uh, a little bit stupid. <laughs> So sometimes uh, sheep get themselves into, pro, into uh, situations, you know, uh, that they shouldn't get into. And, um, but, but that, going back to the, the first part of that, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, and, and there's, uh, it, um, there was a, a boy that once quoted the verse as, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I've got all I want. Um, there's, there's nothing else that once you get saved and once you, once you realize that you have Jesus Christ, everything else is going to uh, grow, uh, fade, um, uh, it's going to fade. Um, and the things of earth shall grow, um, is it strangely dim? Yeah, strangely dim um, in the light of his glory and grace. And uh, when you get to know Jesus Christ and when you realize that he's, he's your shepherd, uh, there's nothing else that you need. There's nothing else that you should want. You know what? You're following someone tonight. And you might want to think about that. Kind of take a, take a look at, in your own heart. You know, who are you following? But it's a, it's a pers- there's a personal relationship of the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
Verse number two, it says that he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You know what? There's rest in the shepherd. Um, you know, it, it says he maketh me to lie down. And uh, so many times I think we get, we get into the routine, into the rut of the Christian life and the Christian walk that we forget that, you know, so, sometimes he just wants, to be, wants us to be still. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you do, you know, sit down and do absolutely nothing. And it doesn't mean that you're, uh, you know, lying down just taking naps all the time. Um, but what it does mean is you got to get quiet and you got to get to a place where you're, you and God are communing as friend with friend, the Bible says. Um, but it says that he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Um, he leadeth me beside the still waters. Um, you know, he, he's not going he, to lead you into places that, uh, that are going to harm you. Um, it says here in verse number three, there's also, you know, there, there's a personal relationship. There's, uh, there's rest um, in the Lord. And, and sometimes, you know, it, there's a balance in the Christian life where you need to, you need to realize um, that it's not, all, it's not all just go, go, go. Sometimes you just need to reflect on what God's done for you. Reflect on the goodness of God. Um, but it says he maketh me to lie down. He, he's, it's, it's, a quiet, it's a quietness. It's a stillness. The Bible says that, you know, that still small voice. And a lot of times, I, you know, I like when, when God reveals things through me, you know, in, in a way that, you know, you absolutely can't deny that it was God. You know, you, you like the whirlwind experience or, you know, things like that where it's just a, a loud, boisterous thing. But a lot of times it's that still small voice. And uh, there was one time that um, Joe was coming over to the house and um, I was upstairs and I had, uh, I had the vacuum going and he was knocking on the door for about five minutes and then ended up having to leave because I, well, I didn't answer the door. And uh, sometimes, you know, the Bible says in the last days that uh, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice, I will open uh, and open it and I will come in, sup with him and he with me. And, and sometimes that we have, we're so loud and we're, we're doing, we're, we're just not resting in the Lord and we're not being still enough to hear uh, that knock on our heart's door. And uh, sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we're in a church service and, and God's showing up and God's blessing people and God's showing people things and you're sitting there, you know, having all these thoughts go through your head about the things that are, you know, you're going to be doing tomorrow and throughout the week or the things that happened. And, and I know, you know, sometimes our, our minds wander. That's, that's how we are as humans. But, but sometimes you just got to get quiet with the Lord. And you just got to let him talk to you. Got to stop, stop inserting yourself into everything. Just say, Lord, what, what is it that thou would have me to do? But he, it says that he's, he's leading me beside the still waters. And um, a lot of what the Lord kind of confirmed uh, it, this message tonight is just the testimonies today from the ones that joined the church. That was a blessing. Every single one of those testimonies, that was, that was a sweet thing if you were listening. And uh, the, the one thing I got from each one of those testimonies is God was leading them. God was leading them. And you know what? Uh, the fact that you start to pack up your, your belongings and stuff before God even tells you where to go, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, but every, everyone that joined the church today, God, God led them and they listened. And, um, and it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, I, I doubt it was this huge uh, rumbling of thunder and lightning crashing and they got the will of God that way. No, it was just, hey, hey you might want to start packing your things. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how the Lord works. And he wants to see how willing you are. 
And you know, I and that's the thing is, I'd, I'd love to have a have a fleece <laughs> and just set it out like, all right, today, Lord, I want the fleece to be wet and the ground to be dry, and then the ground to be <laughs> wet and the fleece, you know, and I, I'd love it to be like that. But sometimes that's that's when God says, I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me. He leadeth beside the still waters, and um, you know, a, a good shepherd, he knows each and every one of his sheep. Um, regardless of the flock's numbers. It's not about, you know, God's not concerned with, uh, with, with just numbers. As you read in, as you read in uh, I believe it was Luke 15, uh, when the man that had the 90 and 9, uh, or had, had 100 sheep, left the 90 and 9 and found the one. He, he didn't say, you know what, it's just one sheep, I have 99 more, that's all right. No, he went after that sheep. And uh, it, it's a very personal thing, so there's a personal relationship um, with the shepherd. There's rest in the shepherd. He leads you. He makes you to lie down. And, and I, I love those times where you could just get quiet with God. And I'm telling you, tonight, there's no sweeter thing than to just get alone with God. Amen. There's no meeting that you could conjure up and get excited. And I love excitement, and I love, uh, you know, hard preaching. And we get it, we get it every week, uh, week in and week out. But the best times I've ever had with God are either at an altar quietly or somewhere in, in my prayer closet doing, you know, it, being alone with the Lord. My wife's not there. My, fam- my mom's not there. My dad's not there. Uh, family's not there. It's just me and God. It's just you and God getting alone with him. And, and, and you know, he's showing you things and he's revealing things about himself to you through the word of God. I like this one here in verse number three. There's restoration with the shepherd. It says, he restoreth my soul. There was a, uh, there was a video I saw. Um, I, it was probably on YouTube, but um, there was this sheep that um, it was stuck in a rut. Um, there, there was a little ravine, and there was a, there was a shepherd there, and he's pulling that sheep out. And it's, it's probably about this wide. And... Um, that shepherd comes and he, he or well, probably wasn't a shepherd, it was just some farmer. But uh, he, he took the sheep and he pulled it out and that sheep started bouncing and it went about 10 feet and then bounced right back into the rut and got stuck. And all you could see was just the butt end of the sheep just sticking out. And he picked it up again and the thing jumped a little bit further, jumped right back into the rut. And you know what? The, 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 that farmer kept pulling him back out and pulling him back out. And that's how the Lord is with us is no matter how bad you, you think you blew it, no matter how bad you messed up, he comes and he pulls you right back out. And sometimes you bounce right back into the rut. And sometimes you get back into the same sins. You know, and I'm, you know, the Bible says, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Uh, that's not what I'm trying to say, but it, it's good that God will restore you. It's good that God will pick you back up and pull you up out, out, of, that, uh, out of that miry clay, as David said in another psalm. But it's good that, that God uh, restores us. It says he restoreth my soul. And not just in the sense of when you sin and when you mess up, because we, we have an unlimited, you know, it's unlimited grace that he has on us. And, um, you know, it's not to say that you won't uh, face the repercussions of sin, because you will. The Bible says you'll reap what you sow. But uh, it's, it's good to know no matter how bad you've screwed it up, that God will come and he'll pull you right back up and he'll, he'll take you out of that thing and he'll brush, brush you off and, and set you back on the right path. Um, but he restoreth my soul. Sometimes you need to be restored. 
It doesn't mean that you need to uh, uh, be resaved, just be restored. Um, sometimes you get away from God. Sometimes you get away from his leading. And, and sometimes he needs, to, he needs to get you back in, onto the right path. And we'll, we'll uh, read a little bit about that rod and staff in a minute. But, um, but he restores your soul. Sometimes he restores your soul uh, when, you're, when you're sad, when you're depressed, when you're going through a trial or for, through a tribulation. He restores you. David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Sometimes you lose that joy. You know, pastor was talking about that this morning. As a Christian, you ought to have joy and you ought to have that peace of God that passes all understanding. And the Bible says that he, you know, the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And he, he wants to give us those things. But you got to realize tonight that he is your shepherd and uh, you need to think about whether or not you're following him fully or not. But it says that he restores your soul. It says he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Go to Psalms chapter 1. Keep your finger there in Psalms chapter 3. Psalms chapter 1 in verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit and his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Go over to Colossians chapter 2. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know what? That's your walk. Colossians chapter number 2. And in verse number 4, he's, uh, Paul's speaking here. He says, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. As, uh, and then it says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. There's more to just getting saved. It says, there is, as ye have received Christ. You're saved. You're born again. But it says, because you've done that, therefore, because you've received Christ, you received his riches, why don't you start walking in him? You start, start that walk. And uh, those, that, that passage in Psalms 1 go together because it says there, uh, it says here, rooted and built up in him. And it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You know what that blessed means? Happy. You're going to have joy. If you're, walk, if you're not walking in the counsel of the ungodly, you're not standing in the way of sinners. You're not sitting in the seat of the scornful. But you're, and then it says you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You'll get rooted. You'll get a, a root system to where the storms of life come. And those trials and tribulations come. And those, those hard times come. And, and, and you know, we don't make light of those things at all. But when they do come, you'll be rooted in him. And you'll be rooted with your walk with, uh, in your walk with the Lord. And uh, it, it'll, you know, you, I've, I've seen some of the, you know, those hurricanes recently uh, down in Florida. You know, you see some of those trees, they're, they're getting blown. Th- those things aren't snapping at all, but they're, they're going all the way down. 
uh, to the ground, and it looks like they're going to snap, but they don't. And, uh, you know, some trees don't make it, but, you know, they, they develop a root system. Um, you know, it, it's, just, it's just amazing to see how, how much pressure could be put on those trees. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the same thing, you know, with when, when people see a Christian going through some trials in life. And they see that you're bent all the way down and you're not budging and you're not uprooting and you're not, you're not going here and there. You know, the Bible says an unstable, uh, um, uh, oh, I forget the, the verse is, is uh, skipping my mind. But, um, you know, the Bible talks about being unstable in all his ways. And, um, you know, that's, that's how some Christians are. You know, the first sign of trouble, they're blowing like a leaf in the wind. And they're uprooting and they're, they're uh, folding, the, folding the towel um, and all those things. But go back to Psalms chapter 23. Psalms chapter 23. It says, He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And then he says here, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's a great promise. That you could be facing things just as, as uh, severe as death. Things that are, you know, you feel like you're the only one going through them. But can I tell you tonight that you're not the only one? Amen. There's people that, you know, the Lord will put in your path that have gone through the same exact problems, the same exact situations, and you could find comfort in that. You, and they could, you know, the Bible, the Bible says that those things are, you know, Paul went through those things that he might comfort other people. And uh, it may, might be hard. It might be challenging. But I, I'll tell you tonight, the farther I get away from a trial that I just went through, it's almost like the Lord is revealing, you know, you, know, you realize, man, that's, that's why the Lord wanted me to go through that thing. And you start, you know, you're not going to understand it when you're going through it. And uh, sometimes you will, but for the most part, I, I can't think of a trial that I've gone through where I'm like, oh, yeah, I know exactly why this is happening. But, it, it, you know, the Lord, will, the Lord will comfort you in that thing. It says, for thou art with me, <clears throat> even though he's walking through the valley. You know, and, and just to realize this whole passage is, you know, it's taken place, it's taken place in the valley. It's not taken place on the mountaintop. God's dealing with him in the valley. He's leading him, you know, he's lying down in green pastures, that's in the valley. He's leading him beside the still waters, that's down in the valley. He's restoring his soul in the valley. And he's leading him in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And now he's, you know, and like I said, David's lived and, and experienced the goodness of God throughout his life. And he's older now and uh, he's looking back. And that, that's why I love talking to older people. That's why I love getting around the, the, the ones that have been in church for, for a long time that you could see that are faithful. Because it's just like David here. They could, they could tell you about some of the things that God's done in their lives. And, and it, it gets encouraging. And, uh, but he says here, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. And um, here, you know, sheep, they, they need a shepherd. If you study anything about sheep, you know they're not, uh, they couldn't survive on their own in the wild um, with predators and things like that. They can't fight off anything. They, they, need, they need a shepherd. They need someone to watch over them. And um, 
You know, they're not, they're not strong survivors. They're not independent. Uh, sheep are very quick to wander off. And, um, far, and uh, there's the rod here and there's a staff. And, um, you know, I was looking at those two things. And, uh, you know, the rod is it's a shorter, almost like a, like a club. And um, the shepherd would use that to prod the sheep. And he'll use that to, to fight off enemies or, um, you know, things like that. And then he has the staff for when the, the sheep are a little bit stubborn. And it has that hook on the end of the staff. And he uses that to pull them back in. And, um, you know, but it, but it says here that the, you know, and sometimes he'll even, the, the shepherd will even, uh, you know, you know, like I said, prod the sheep along, kind of beat them a little bit to get back to where they need to go. And sometimes the sheep don't listen. Some, sometimes they're very stubborn. They don't listen, uh, you know, don't, don't want to follow order. Um, you know, and I, I went to a, uh, a rodeo last night. That was my first time ever going to one of those things. And, um, you know, it was, it was neat because, they, you know, <laughs> I, I've never seen a bull that up that close before. And... Uh, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to like it that much, and but after you know, I see someone get flung off a bull, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, uh, you know, just as long as it's not me, you know. And I and I uh, I need to watch my illustrations because I'm I'm not going to mention rabbits. I'm not going to mention anything. Like, I'm just trying to keep the peace here. But um, but no, I, you know, watching watching that, that's you know, it, it's amazing just the fact that someone could stay on it for close to eight seconds. But uh, you know, and um, there were, I think there were like 11 new bulls that they brought in from uh, Texas, and uh, these these bulls were just, they were chomping at the bit. They were not listening to anything that, <laughs> they, they, they didn't go into, there's a little gate that they have to go back through when they're done with the rider, and these these bulls were kicking and just going all, you know, kicking the gates and, and just going crazy. And, uh, it, and then also there, there were, uh, before the, the main event started, there were um, these, you know, I, I've probably like from ages four to eight, uh, these little kids, and they brought these sheep out. And um, the kids had to get on the sheep, and the sheep was going around. And uh, there, were, there were a few different sheep there that they, they were, they had to get two people and just drag this sheep where it needed to go, because it was, it was like, I am not going anywhere. <laughs> And it did not want to. It did not want to follow the order. It didn't want to listen. And uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes that's how that's how the Lord is with us, or we are with the Lord. Is He's telling us, "Hey, I want you to come over here," and we don't do it. And He ha- He comes over <laughs> and drags us over. Um, you know, and that's it's, it's never fun when that happens. But uh, but no, He, he the, the Lord has a uh, a rod and a staff for the Christian. For the Christian sheep, uh, and uh, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll use it to prod us, and sometimes he'll use it to protect us. And um, he has that staff for when we start to wander. And uh, I, you know, I, I kind of think that that's that's almost like the Word of God. And uh, he uses the Word of God to lead you and guide you and direct you. And obviously, the Holy Spirit, um, you know, the Comforter. And uh, it says that he shall, you know, reprove the world of sin and, and you know, he'll uh, comfort whom I, the Father will send in my name. I will teach all things and bring all things to our remembrance and things like that. Um, but the rod and the staff, the, the thing that um, I've noticed about this is, you know, there, there was the restoration of the Lord. Then there's the rebuke of the Lord. It says that they comfort me. Uh, go, go to uh, Hebrews chapter 12. But I just thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, the rod, the rod and the staff, 
you know, although he's using it in a disciplinary way, he's chastening the sheep with it. It says that it's a comfort. We'll go to Hebrews. All right, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, 12 and verse number 11. All right, if I could get there, there we go. Uh, 12 verse 11, it says, now, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceful fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Sometimes that rod and that staff, it's not fun. Um, it's not something that's enjoyable in the moment. Uh, but go, go, to, go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, and uh, we'll start in verse, just a few verses here in, in Psalms 119. And David goes into this a little bit deeper. He said here in verse number 50, This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. Uh, go over to verse number 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Verse number 71, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Verse number 75, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. Back to Psalms 23. But he said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. It says, before I was afflicted, I, I went astray. You know, just like a, like a sheep would go astray. But it says, but now I have kept thy word. You know what, what that affliction is going to do, what that rod and staff is going to do? It's going to draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Amen. It's going to draw you closer to him. And uh, it says that that rod and staff, they, they comfort me. And uh, you might not like, the, like uh, you know, the chastening of the Lord right now, um, but you'll look back and say, Lord, I, I appreciate you, you correcting that in my life. I, I appreciate you rebuking me on that situation. Uh, you know, Nowadays, Christians can't take a rebuke. They can't take uh, correction. And if you can, and, and if you've had uh, anyone come to you at any point of time in your Christian life and tell you, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, or you got a rebuke from someone, you should thank God for that person. You should thank God for that situation because it, it's only going to help you grow uh, in your walk with the Lord. But he says here, in, uh, so there's the rebuke. Um, there's some rejoicing in the Lord. Uh, or with the shepherd in verse number five of Psalms 23. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. You know what? He's going to feed you during those times when you're in the valley. Um, he's going to make sure that you're well fed. He's going to make sure that you're getting water. He's going to, you know, and, and that's exactly what the church is here for. And that's exactly what your Bible is there for is, is, is to, to feed you. Um, but he said, here, my cup runneth over. And I, I love those times where it just, you know, it just gets overwhelming. Um, just the grace of God. 
and uh, just thinking about everything he's done for us and how he works out certain situations and you just get you know that joy will bu bubble up inside and that's a great feeling and uh, you know he, he he said my cup runneth over this was you know he, he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death he's going through all those things in his life and his cup still ran over and that's a blessing and then here you see that there's riches with the shepherd it says uh, you know we'll, we'll close out here but it says Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know what? You're, you have a home in heaven tonight. In the book of John, he says, uh, you know, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. That's a, that's a, that's a blessing. That's, a, that's another personal thing. He's preparing us a place. And um, in that... Um, in that uh, um, rodeo last night, there were two dogs, and I was more concerned about those dogs uh, than the riders, uh, just because they were getting, you know, the, if the bull wasn't listening, they'd send out those two dogs, uh, little cattle dogs, to uh, herd it back into the, into the gate where it's supposed to go. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking about that, um, and th I, I found a quote from Lester Roloff, and he said that the shepherd has two dogs that follow the flock. The name of the one is goodness, and the name of the other is mercy. And, uh, you know, you, you think about um, following the Lord and, and staying, in, staying in this fight. There's, there's two dogs that are following us as we're going along in this journey. That's, that's goodness and mercy. And uh, the Bible says, the goodness of God leadeth men to repentance. And um, if it wasn't for those two things, we wouldn't, we wouldn't keep, continue to follow the shepherd. And uh, you just realize that he, he, you know, all the good things that he's done in your life, they outweigh anything that could ever happen to you. And just the daily, you know, it, it, it renews every morning, the Bible says. And, uh, you know, tonight just maybe... Maybe think of those things, that, that, that goodness and mercy, you know, it's following you. It's, it, it's kind of um, coming behind you, just keeping you, you know, on a straight and narrow path. Those things that God is, God's doing in your life, those riches that you have, um, not, not physical riches, but just the spiritual blessings that God's bestowed on you. And then he says here, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I know there's doctrinal applications to what he's saying there, but... Uh, from, from our standpoint, we're, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. We do have a home in heaven. We do have the, those uh, ble spiritual blessings that are promised in, in, throughout his word. And uh, Tonight, I just want you to just, just reflect that, you know, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. You know, there's nothing that you're going to, there's nothing that you need. Um, if you have Jesus Christ, you should be completely 100% satisfied. Amen. And he's the only one that could do it. And there's nothing, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of fun in the world, not, not, not in sinful things, but I've, you know, there's things that, that we do, you know, the rodeo, that was, that was pretty fun. You know, there's, there's some things that, you know, you experience in life and it's good to have a good time. It, you know, the Bible, or the Lord doesn't want you to just, you know, sit at home all the time and do nothing. But, you know, there's, there's a lot more to it. Um, you know, him being your shepherd and guiding you through life. You know, he, he wants, the, in, those, in that goodness and mercy, 
you know, they follow you. You're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever, and you have nothing to worry about. You know, you, you lay your head down tonight, and you're, you're not going to be worrying about whether or not you're going to go to hell, uh, heaven or hell. And there's, there's people in this world that, uh, you know, they, they don't know up from down. They don't know left from right. And they're, they're struggling through life. And you know what? They're, they're sheep without a shepherd. They're lost sheep. And, uh, you know, it's going to be our job. We're being led of the shepherd. He's going to want us to help bring those sheep in and, uh, and, and help someone else along the way. But um, I just encourage you to just uh, meditate on that um, passage and just think about how good the Lord has been to you and that he is your shepherd.